Welcome to Pet Sitter Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Thank you to Pet Sitters Associates and our newest Patreon member, Lisa. Thank you for finding value in the show and for giving us a few dollars every month. If you too enjoy listening to the show and have found value in the episodes, you can go to PetSitterConfessional.com slash support to see all of the ways that you can contribute to the podcast. On episode 406, we talked about making the most out of media coverage. We were interviewed on TV and we talked a little bit about that experience. The one thing that we did not discuss <laughs> was how to repurpose that content, what we did with that content after we were interviewed. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Repurposing content is a very effective way to maximize the reach and value of your content investment. And we want to start off by talking about not just repurposing media content or media exposure for you and your business, but the more really important one here is repurposing your own content, things that you have done, created, that you've used before, because we pour a lot of effort and energy into making these social media posts, or maybe you shot a video of what a day in the life of a pet sitter looks like, or you spend a lot of time in Canva futzing around with different color palettes and different texts and everything and, and different photos, you don't want all that to just go away. So I know it can be feel it can feel very defeating to feel like you've really done something, you've really made something that you're proud of. And then on social media, the way social media is, it just kind of consumes the content and it disappears into the gaping maw of a black hole of the internet. And you can go, well, what now what? Well you gotta make it again and again and again and again. So well, yeah, it can feel very daunting. Yeah. You think there's three hundred and sixty five days in a year. I need a post every single day. So, okay, that's 365 different ideas that I need to generate, which is not necessarily the case. No, no, exactly. If you have made one thing, using different variations of it is is going to help you a lot in lessen the mental burden, the mental fatigue as you're running your business because you're doing an awful lot of things. And so the first thing that we want to talk about is, is if you are writing blogs, you you write the blog, you put in several hours of effort editing using that or, or helping you're using chat GPT to help you write blogs these days. Take that blog post and turn it into an infographic that you can share or actually also put on your 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 website. These are these are great for if you're doing on your blog the top five reasons to hire a dog walker or the you know basically a list of anything you can you can very easily turn into an infographic. Or maybe you're doing multiple reviews of different dog gear or different dog water bowls or different leashes. If you have a blog post that is rich in data or provides a step by step process for somebody to follow, consider turning it into an infographic because these are visually appealing. This is also helpful in social media context where people are always looking at photos. You can also share infographics to potential clients or existing clients if they have questions on how to do something. Because they are visually appealing, they are also easy to consume, and they are highly shareable on social media, which is something that we want. We want to be providing value to people. So we create a blog, and you put that out there, and then you see how it does. And then you, in, while that is out there churning, you are making an infographic that you can come back around and share it out again as an infographic, because it will help give a really a, a fresh perspective on your content. And importantly here, you're not just now having another thing to throw out there to, to, to put on your social media, but you are attracting a different segment of your audience. Not everyone in your audience that you are sending out information to or posting to is, uh, is reading. They're not, not everybody re- learns that way. 
creating a photo is very beneficial to more people. And that way you are having different touch points for different segments of the people you're trying to talk to. Well, and say you do a blog on Instagram, you have to have a picture to go with that blog. So if you have a photo on your blog, you may reuse that one for Instagram and maybe Facebook as well. Although Facebook, it's a lot easier to share the link directly. But you have that one blog that you've said, okay, this is a social media post. I'm going to I'm gonna tell a little bit about it and I'm going to use the photo that I had in in the blog post that I generated on my website. And then maybe the next day or the day after that, I can use the infographic to, again, point back to my blog and get a few more clicks on my link. An example of one that we did this on is toxic household plants. We had a big listicle of the five most common or 10 most common or whatever it was. In addition to this, we then generated an infographic of what the plants looked like and a brief description of them and how to to help a, a pet who had consumed them. And Canva makes this really easy. They actually have some built-in templates and forms for infographics where you can come in and plug in your own information, data, change the colors, add your logo, and relatively easily turn a wall of written text into a picture for somebody to see. If you don't know what Canva is, it is an amazing tool that you can generate all kinds of pictures and social media content. We actually talked with Jess Bay on episode 246 about a, a more of a deep dive into what exactly it is and how to use it for your pet sitting business. Another great idea is developing an ebook from your blog post. So again, this blogging is necessary in order to do this. If you have a series of blog posts on a similar topic, you can compile these into an ebook or a comprehensive guide. And again, Canva is super easy for this. You can then use it as a lead magnet to attract subscribers to your email list or as a value add for existing customers. We just did this with several blogs that we had about pet-friendly activities in our state and turned that into a lead magnet. Our lead ma magnet was a little sad, and so we needed to update it. We actually <laughs> talked about all about lead magnets in episode 334, and it was way back then we had said we needed to revitalize it, and we finally just did that, but it looks a lot better now, but it's really easy to do. If you create a blog post about pet-friendly attractions in your state or pet-friendly restaurants, it can also be done with local resources, groomers trainers, vets, you can turn that into an ebook and say on your website, hey, I have developed this ebook. Give me your email address and I will send it to you for free. Yep. And basically what we did is we went through, we, our blogs were pretty intensive of here are 10 of these, here are 15 of these. We went through and picked some of our favorites and just did three or five to reduce it down so that it wasn't so intimidating. But it, again, we had content at our disposal that we had generated, that we had done research, we had looked at reviews, we had read what other people thought, we had put it on our website, and we wanted to surface this in a new way. And so, yes, we put together a, a 10 or 15 page downloadable ebook, basically, where people can go and go, oh, hey, I'm a pet owner in this state. I would love to see what kind of all these activities are around me and either take a road trip with them or go, go on adventures. It's just see what we have to offer in our local area. Another way you can repurpose content is by hosting a webinar or a live Q&A based on a post. So if you have a blog post or a social media post or even a video that has sparked a lot of questions or interest, you can consider hosting a live webinar or a Q&A session where you delve deeper into that particular topic. This not only provides value to your audience, but it creates an opportunity to engage directly with your followers. And ultimately, and importantly, it shows that you are the expert here. You are are the go-to resource for anything pet in your area. 
the webinar important doesn't have to be long, and I'm going to say it doesn't even have to be live. You can shoot a video about you answering the top five questions, or diving, or like you said, diving deeper into this blog. Or maybe if you're not blogging and you don't want to go that route, you can have just a, a, a pre-recorded question and answer session from common questions that you get from potential clients or answers to questions that pet parents should be asking either about pet ownership or before they hire a pet sitter, things that you encounter that you want to equip people with. And you can put this on your social media and say, hey, this Friday, I'm going to be posting a webinar or hosting a webinar about your common questions that I think more people should be asking about their pet care provider or for people who have a new puppy or people who have a geriatric animal or whatever that is, pick a topic that you're particularly passionate about. This will make it easier to to do the research. It'll make it easier for you to talk about this. You'll be more comfortable in that setting. And I, I think we have to stress that it's going to help kind of showcase you as something. It's going to provide something that people can invite their friends to, that people can share out about what you're doing and how you're presenting yourself. And at the end of the day, take that content that you already have, that you've been sitting on, that you want to do something with, and surface it. That's what this is all about. Taking existing content, maybe a couple months old, maybe a year or two old, as long as it's still relevant, we need to go... What else can I do? How can I service this for new people? And I think questions and answers are perfect for that. Even if you can't think of what to think about, if you have an FAQ page on your website, just start going through that. Mm. People love to see on social media, people love to see faces. And so if at all possible, you doing just even short little 15, 20 second, 30 second videos are going to be incredibly engaging. And they're going to say, oh, okay, this is this is a person that I can buy from people, buy from people. And so the more that you can get your face or your staff's faces out there, it's going to be helpful to you. Yeah, you could even have a segment of your Instagram page, right, where you have those videos saved in the little bubbles right below your bio. They're called highlights. They're called highlights, which I know, obviously, but you can have an FAQs there or pin the video on your Facebook page so that people always see that when they go to you. Along the same lines here, another way to repurpose content is creating social media micro content. So this is breaking down your long form content, whether that is that webinar or a very long video you did or a blog post into bite-sized pieces suitable for social media. So if you have this blog post about the top 15 pet attractions in your state, maybe picking one and talking a little bit more about it. And that way, if you want to do even five of those, that's five different pieces of content that you've already repurposed. And it's, again, it's, it doesn't have to be long. It's, it's micro content. So it's 15, 20, 30 second little snippets. Or instead of creating one long social media post about a, a topic that's very in-depth, let's just say about maybe who your services are for. It can feel compelling for us to sit and, and, and list down everybody who needs to use our service and into one really long, multi-paragraph social media post. This is going to get lost in the shuffle. And it's going to be hard for people to connect with. Instead, take that idea and break it out into multiple smaller segments so that all of a sudden, instead of I have one blog post that expl- or I have one social media post that explains all of the people I'm for, maybe now I've got 10 that tar- talk hyper specifically to each one of those target audiences. 
you can turn things like quotes that you have, tips, statistics, or just short snippets of your content into these standalone pieces that you can share out that make it easy to digest, make it easy to understand who you are and get to know you just a little bit better. So I see this really working both ways here. If you are a person who loves creating short content, you can wrap that into something longer on your website and funneling people there. Conversely, if you love writing blog posts and long form videos, you love and <laughs> love being in front of a camera, you can then break that down into little social media content pieces. Yep, exactly. Or maybe you have an idea for a social media post. Try writing that out and posting it and then go back and look at that and go, how would I dive deeper into this? Or what's four new ways I could write this kind of the same thing? Or what's one aspect of this post that I can dive into or pull out to make it into its own thing? Yeah, it's, it is, it's about lumping or breaking apart. To be seen as an expert in your area, it's also important to transform your customer testimonials into case studies. So people leave you Facebook and Google reviews, or even Yelp if you use that. You can take those and put those on your social media and say, hey, this person said this. We love providing peace of mind to pet parents while they are away. This person let us take care of Fluffy and trusted us enough. And here is what they said about our services. If you've received positive feedback from your clients, consider expanding them into case studies. You can dive deeper into what the customer's problem was, how you solved it, and then the results. So they needed a midday potty break. That is what I do. I took the dog out. I did this, this, and this. And the results are they left me a review that said how wonderful their peace of mind was. People are trying to see who can solve their problem. And unfortunately... Pet owners are not um, in groups with other pet owners talking about the problems that they're encountering. So it can feel very isolating to have these problems, especially if it's the first time pet owner. Or maybe they've been owning pets for the last 40 years, and this is the first dog that's done this. Or this is the first cat that's encountered this problem. By you pulling out these hyper-specific examples, because remember, every person is an individual, and they have their individual pet, but they have their own unique needs. But here's the thing, they're shared by a lot of other people. Or maybe they're just close enough where they'll be able to connect with that and go, oh, that's my problem. That's what I was having. And so the way this would look is you would have the the, the image either be uh, the entire testimonial or a snippet of the testimonial. And then in the description, you would have written out case study. Here's what I was contacted with. Here's how we set this up. Here's how we work through this. And here's where we are today. So that you can present that entire flow of problem, brainstorming, solution, happy pet parent, happy pet, everyone wins, and you get to share out more about your amazing business. One thing that is going to make your business even more amazing is Pet Sitters Associates. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members, and that's why Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, they have provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. Because you work in the pet care industry, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote at petsitllc.com. You can get a discount when you join by clicking membership pet sitter confessional and use the discount code confessional when you go to checkout to get $10 off. Check out the benefits of membership and insurance once again at petsitllc.com. So we said this episode is piggybacking off of our media exposure episode from 406. So what about media exposure? 
there are some ways that, that some easy ways you can reuse and repurpose that that content that you have from TV appearances or newspaper articles or even a digital article that was written about you. And the first thing that you should do is create a media or a press page on your website. This should include links to your media appearances, a short description of each piece, and how it showcases your expert This is important to not just have random links in there to random places on the internet on your website. People don't know what they are. They need to know how they can help get to know you better and showcase that knowledge that you have. This not only increases the visibility of your media coverage, but also reinforces your credibility and authority. If you don't have a lot of appearances and you don't want to create an entire bespoke page for one appearance or two appearances, Put this on your About You page where people can learn more about you or have this as a pinned post on a social media page so people can click right to that and see more about you. As you get more appearances, as you reach out to people and they write things about you or you contribute to things, add these in a list to the page. Have a good capture, have a good photo that uh, captures kind of more thoughts about this. The title, that description is really important so that people know exactly what they're clicking on to. And with social media, share it there. The short clips are great for this. Reels, highlights on on Instagram or pin post to Facebook. Share about it on those platforms and have a link back to the full coverage article if it's available online. You can also use quotes that you said or key points as standalone posts to generate interest and say, hey, I was featured on this thing. Maybe it's even a a print magazine that you can take pictures of and, and share it on social media. Make sure to also tag the relevant media outlets. If it was a TV station or a newspaper, use those appropriate hashtags to increase your reach as well. Yeah, that pull quote is so important. I mean, you you say cool things all the time, or maybe you just say something that's funny, or you think it's going to be especially relevant to a target audience that you are trying to reach. Pull that out, put that on a photo, include a description about your appearance on that media coverage and whatever that was, and a link to that. And you can do this over and over and over and over again as you find quotes that you want to highlight about your company. If you even do a four-minute segment on a TV interview, there's so much going on. I guarantee you, you can find four, maybe five little sentences, little snippets in there to pull out and highlight and showcase different aspects about your company. You can also showcase your media coverage in your email newsletters. This allows you to share your achievements directly with your clients and your subscribers and encourage them to engage further with your content. You can include a link in there and you can see how many people clicked on it and exactly who clicked on it. (laughs) Yeah, this is another pitch for if you are not doing an email newsletter, to do an email newsletter. The newsletters allow you to have direct connection to clients and even potential clients to learn more about you. This is... you know, we use email newsletters to communicate very specific information. We use this for the personalized asks, the personalized updates, these things that we only want our clients to know about. We don't post those on social media. So this is a very intimate setting where we have a one-on-one conversation with our clients and even potential clients can sign up to this to kind of get in, in an in-depth look and behind-the-scenes look into our company. So you are sharing this out with fans. These are people who want to know more about your company, want to know more about you and be connected to you in a deeper way. So sharing this there is a great way to highlight more. Hey, you know, you trust me with your pets and look what's going on over here. Look at this TV appearance, read this blog article, read this thing about me. And they will want to do that. That will make them see, wow, I picked a really cool company. This makes me feel confident 
in the person that I am choosing to take care of my pets. And if you have potential clients that are on your email newsletter, people who haven't used you yet, maybe they're on this email newsletter list because they signed up for your lead magnet that you generated from other content like we talked about earlier, and they're watching and seeing what kind of company is this? And then boom, this thing lands in there. That's going to excite them about who they're going to be working with. We actually talked about email newsletters in episode 336. So if you want to learn more about how to do that, what to put in there, you can go back and listen to that episode. Another way to use your media coverage is creating a blog blog post. (laughs) Write a blog post that expands on the topics that you discussed during your appearance. You can embed videos or link back to the original piece, but ultimately you are providing more detail about what you did, how it happened, how it came about and behind the scenes insight that your audience may find interesting. Now, remember here, if you are being, if you're going on TV, if you have a blog article being written about you, if there's a newspaper article, if there's a magazine article, there's they only have so much. They only have so much space, and so they you, they have to be very economic with the words that they include, the topics that they can cover. You may have wanted to say more, but not had space or time. So this is where you can go. Hey, here's my here's my interview that I did with such and such news outlet. We only talked a little bit about these kind of walks that I do, but I really want to highlight this aspect and expand on that. And again, what's great is you can do these kind of blog posts multiple times and say, hey, remember this news, this interview that I did? I want to expand on this aspect. And then the next week, this aspect and this aspect. And it gives you this continual feed of things that can point back to that video, pull down more information, pull down more things that you want to say and highlight and expand how you talked about those. You can also create a short video or a podcast episode. It's particularly important if you were on a podcast, you could share that on a podcast. You can you can create that. Share your experience. Talk about the topics you covered and any additional thoughts that you have. It not only amplifies your exposure, but it also creates an opportunity to connect with your audience on a more personal level and, again, showcase that you are the expert. Well, and that behind-the-scenes look, I know we talked about that a little bit for the post-blog recap, now talking about a video or a podcast to recap everything, but really talking about how it came about. Maybe you were nervous. How did you prepare for this? What did you want to talk about? What do you not want to talk about? Tell that to your clients. They want to know who you are. They want, they, they're going to want to see that you took this seriously and how you prepared for it, what that felt like in the moment. It really humanizes you and your company and allows them to see this is somebody who's doing things, who's active, who's trying to do something with their business. And they're going to want to be a part of that. Now, not everybody's going to care. That's part of your clients and that and that's fine. That's okay. But just sharing that information, it helps build fans of your company and helps it get just a little bit more sticky when people think about who they want to service them and their pets. Yeah, it's that brand awareness and people need to see your company between 7 and 10 times before they actually purchase from you. Mm-hmm. The key to successful content repurposing is ultimately understanding that your audience on each platform is different and tailoring the content to suit their preferences and the platform's unique characteristics. You're not going to put a 30-minute long-form video in your email. You may include a link to it. You may include a short YouTube video snippet of that, but there's a different audience for each type of platform. 
Yep. And that's where the repurposing becomes so powerful is because just because the video worked, just because the blog worked, just because the photos worked, doesn't mean that they're going to work for everybody in every situation. And so now you can take this and you can mix and match it and allow it to shine and really showcase the strengths on different platforms for different audiences for different purposes. So when we had our TV appearance, here's what we did. We blasted it on all social media platforms. We included a short video of it as well. On Facebook, you cannot include pictures and a video. So I had to include the link in the caption of the Facebook post. On Instagram, you cannot have links, clickable links, except in your bio. So I included the video, the short video there. Um, We also sent it in our weekly email newsletter, and then we added it to our media appearances on our website. We obtained a copy of the full-length interview. It was only four and a half minutes. (laughs) But we're going to be splicing and using short segments of that for our social media moving forward. All in all, we're looking at this opportunity that we had and going, okay, we might not get this opportunity again. We might not come for a while. So what can we do with what we have? And as business owners, that's a mindset that we're pretty all used to being in of, I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of money or resources. What can I do with what I have? And when we look at this content, sure, we we make it, but coming back to what we started off by talking about going, I don't want to have to remake this, or I might not be able to recreate this. So while I have it, what are my options? What are my options? And I, we walked through, we blew through 10 different ways to do this. And I know there's probably a hundred more of how you can take content and do something else with it. Again, it's all about going, how can I optimize for my time? So I need to reuse it. Or maybe how can I repurpose this to talk to a different content or use different content to talk to different parts of the audience segment that I'm trying to reach. We're going, I can use this for so many different aspects, but sometimes we don't have the time or the bandwidth to do that. So hopefully these ideas can help prompt you or or push you along that path. The blessing and the curse of the internet and social media is that it lives forever. (laughs) But the blessing is that you can repurpose your content every six months because Mm. truthfully, I don't mean to be mean when I say this, but people are going to forget what you say and what you did. (gasps) They just are. There is so much content to consume out there. Probably a week after you say it, they're going to completely forget. And that's why it's important to be posting regularly on your Google My Business so that Google surfaces you on your Facebook, your Instagram, as much as you possibly can. I know we're all very busy business owners, but it is really important. And to to know that it is okay to reduce, reuse, and recycle your content, <laughs> that, that really is okay. Every few months, if you have a, a cool infographic that got a lot of likes and shares, you can reuse that. If you have a great picture of you and a pet or a staff member and a pet that did really well, it's okay to use that over and over again. If you don't know what to blog about, you can either ask ChatGPT for new ideas or you can repurpose an, an old summertime blog post of summer activities or water-friendly activities with your dog. If you don't know what to write about for your email, look back at six or 12 months ago and see what you wrote about then and if that can give you more ideas. There are so many different ways that we we don't have to keep creating the wheel every single day or every few weeks. We can use the content that we have already generated over and over again every few months. I love doing that of looking back at my emails of going, okay, what did I do this time one year ago? 
What was I writing about? What was important to us? What were the weeks leading up or following that? If I'm really struggling for what to go into an email, it helps generate some new ideas. Sometimes it's a direct copy and paste. Like, let's just be very, very real. Sometimes going, I don't know what else to say. Oh, wow. Look at this. A year ago, I said some really cool stuff. Well, I don't have it in me today to generate anything new. So I may tweak some things, change some dates. Boom. There you go. And that's okay to do. You made it once. You need to use it as many times as you can and is as fitting to the audience that you're talking to. We would love to know what ideas you have for repurposing content and how you have done that in your own business. You can email us at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com or you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at petsitterconfessional. Thank you also to our wonderful Patreon members and Petsitters Associates for sponsoring today's episode. And thank you most of all for taking your time and listening to this. We appreciate you and thank you. We will talk with you next time. Bye. I'm <laughs> sorry.